You are now tuned in to the Sunday Morning Smoke Session on 4th and 20 Football Radio on Spotify. You are now tuned into the East Coast Edition episode on 4th and 20 Football Radio on Spotify. Yo, what's good, y'all? And we back with the Sunday morning smoke session. Oh, what? Uh, that was a uh, you know nice little music saving and everything, no man. But uh, let's dive into uh you know let's dive into these uh East. <coughs> uh, Starting off with the you know AFC North. It's about to be a powerhouse uh, division again and stuff, though, man. Like you know a lot of a lot of teams, a lot of players are gonna be coming out of the woodwork. We got a good the AFC North has a damn a damn good quarterback room, though, man. You know, we got Joe Burr, you know, with the Bengals. We got, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson with the Browns. Lamar Jackson about to do his thing with the Ravens again. And Kenny Pickett, you know, he was looking pretty decent, in, you know, in the preseason and stuff, though. So, uh, yeah, the Steelers, is, you know, they're going to be looking pretty nice, though, this year, too, under Mike Tomlin. So, we, hey, it's it's about to be a, it's about to be another season, another great season and stuff, though. We're going to see how this, this uh, AFC North is going to pan out. I mean, I'm low-key hoping that it gets back to – to the form that it was in its cut in its years prior to back when pretty much back when I mean I'm not gonna lie when the nation was winning and shit you know back when it's 08 you know 2010 2012 13 years type shit where the, even the Browns you know back then they they might have had like Manziel or some other people that weren't as good for quarterback wise but the rest of the team was always solid and there's always like the Browns have always been a really good team it's just the coaching and so, like, even last year with them still having a really good team, the coaching kind of was a little lackluster. Yeah. I know I know, y'all worked on it this year as well. Yeah, defense. Especially on the defensive side of the ball, though, too. Mm-hmm. Deep, yeah, well, deep, honestly, defense and, to me, I'd say a couple of offensive calls as well, just, like, just play calling in general. So I'm excited to see what the Browns are about to do this year for real. I know you uh, – I know you're excited about what's his name, Demarius Thomas Flaxen, <laughs> uh, the, the UCLA quarterback. <laughs> Demarius, wow. No, Dorian Thomas, Rob, Thompson Robinson, out of UCLA. He was looking pretty. He was looking up uh, pretty solid in the uh, in the preseason and stuff, though, man. Um, you know now, uh, you know now that uh, you know Cleveland and every uh, every team is uh, you know filing, finalizing the 53 man roster. He ended up making the 53 man roster. Um, you know we ended up having to trade uh, Joshua Dobbs to uh, to Arizona. But I think it's gonna it's gonna work out for Cleveland and stuff though, you know. With uh, you know, with also other new additions and stuff though, like Cedric Tillman out of uh, you know, out of t- uh, Tennessee, out of um, out of wide receiver out of Tennessee and stuff though. Um, then new additions with uh, Elijah Moore, Marquise Goodwin. Then we got Cedarius Smith on the defensive side, long, uh, alongside with Miles Garrett. You know, I mean, the Browns have really. They've really, uh, you know, addressed some good situations and stuff, though. Didn't y'all just get rid of a kicker that you drafted a couple years yeah. ago? Yeah, Kate York. You know, we had, we had to, you know, Browns ended up uh, waving Kate York and ended up grabbing Duskin Hopkins from the Chargers, which, is, which is a solid. It's a, it's a pretty solid upgrade because Dustin Hopkins, he's a pretty efficient, uh, he's a pretty efficient kicker. Oh yeah. Kate York, you know, he's been make, he's made a lot of mistakes. 
you know, and those mistakes are going to be very costly, especially to the team when it comes down to, you know, the, the game being on the line. They're down by, you know, a point or two, you know, or they need that field goal to stay, you know, to stay into the game or, you know, at least drag it into overtime. With K York missing these, you know, these costly kicks like this, that's going to cost the team, a, you know, that's going to cost the team a win or a loss, especially going into the season. You know, we've seen, I mean, not aside from the Browns, but we've seen what, Bad, you know what a bad kicker would do to a team, when, especially when the game is on the line. Not even just a bad kicker, just even a good kicker having a bad day. Literally, just um, numerous teams. Like honestly, I think within the past like three years, ever since they uh, they took the PAT back, more and more kickers are missing just just average PATs, just little twenty yard PATs. Yeah, which is. Usually that's that's not even a practice thing. Like practice is usually like a, a 45 or 50 yard kick. But yeah, they so like I don't know what's going on with the struggle of kickers. Um, admittedly, for some reason, some of them are getting a little overpaid. But I mean, that's that's a different discussion. But I mean, no kudos to the Browns for uh, for figuring out pretty much what they need and to inquire about their offensive system trying to get better as well with all these uh, receivers that they've they've just you know recently gotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's gonna be a tough uh you know tough business for the Browns though you know coming into like you know week one of week five because they got some uh they got some pretty pretty uh tough matchups you know going into the season with uh Cincinnati Pittsburgh you know then you got Tennessee and you also you know you also got like you know Buffalo you know the Jets and uh you know Baltimore and stuff though you know so it's gonna be. It's going to be pretty tough for the Browns, though, you know, for, you know, the, the first five games. But uh, looking into uh, <coughs> for a hot second, though, you know, on the other side of, the, you know, on the other side of uh, pretty much Ohio, looking into the, you know, looking into the nation, you know, they've been, you know, they've had a pretty quiet offseason, more or less, though, but they still have, you know, good core pieces with uh, TJ Watt on the defense. You know, he, he's always been a phenomenal, you know, he's always been a beast and stuff, though. Kenny Pickett, you know, coming into his uh his second year, you know, he's going to be he's gonna be looking pretty solid. Alongside with George Pickens, though, too. Now, George Pickens, he's been, you know, he's 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 a really, he's going to be a really good receiver, though. I, I feel like he's going to have a good year for, the, uh, for this year, though. How dare you? He's a highlight receiver. He's not a good receiver, Gully. He's the type of receiver you would like to have if you wanted a smaller version of Prime Odell. This is the type of player that, Gully, this is pretty much a 5'11 D-hop, okay? Not only does he have the same attitude of, fuck you, but he has the same attitude of, fuck you. I'm going to catch this ball, regardless of what you're doing. Oh, you're in front of me? Not anymore. Pussy. Alright? He's one of the only receivers that I've seen that will gladly go for a linebacker and not not obviously not knock him out, but put a damn shoulder in him. Not be scared of that shit. He'll be the only one that's making corners flinch because he can. Like is he's got that dog. Alright, Gully. Black Air Force energy for a reason. Yeah. And then honestly, when it comes to Pickens, people don't even consider him our number one receiver. Because um What's his name? Fucking uh, was it Deontay Johnson? Yeah. I mean, he's cool. He's that's it. 
Yeah. He's cool. Yeah, and you got to, you know, you end up acquiring uh, Allen Robinson in the offseason and stuff, though. Mm-hmm. Alongside, you know, alongside with uh, Patrick Peterson, though, you know, on the defense and stuff. You know, so the, the Steelers have had a, you know, they've had a pretty decent, um, you know, they had a pretty decent offseason with some of their acquisitions and stuff. You know, and they had a really good draft of what they've, you know, what they've had to address between the defense and some of the uh, offensive line. So, I mean, the, the Steelers... They're, you know, they're going to be one one of those teams again, you know, where, where we know where some of the key pieces are going to lie. If they don't have it, you know, it's going to be either either people are going to step up or they're going to have a tough time, you know. But overall, you know, Mike Tomlin and his coaching tenure, you know, what seventeen seasons he has not had a, you know, not one above one under five hundred. You know, so going into the season, you got the, you know, the first, your, your uh, their first five games, you know, starting off in San Francisco, then you got Cleveland, then you got the, you know, then you got the Raiders, and you got the Texans, then followed up with Baltimore. You know, so it, it's, you know, you got two divisional matchups, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, within the first five weeks. So it's going to be another one, it's going to be pretty tough for the Steelers, though, you know. But uh, looking into uh, you know, the Bengals for a hot second. <coughs> uh, the Bengals, on the other hand, they've <coughs> they've had a, mm, I'd say just a meh off season. They really didn't make too many uh, big, you know, they didn't make too many big splashes. So you know, they uh, they've helped Joe Bur- you know, Joe Burrow out with a you know, dressing the line situation. You know, they really didn't uh you know grab too many people you know grab too many people out of you know out of the draft and stuff though they have addressed it between wide receivers some uh you know some offensive linemen uh you know a couple of you know a couple of running backs and stuff though so they're they were trying to address some things though but the the Bengals have a a decent a decent core between you know offense between you know with joe burrow uh jamar chase t higgins tyler boyd you know joe mixon um, and you know, on the defense, you know, you got uh, you got Chris Hubbard, you know, you got a, a pretty good balanced defense that Cincinnati has, though, you know. And their first, you know, going into their first five games, you know, opened it up with Cleveland, then you know, followed up with uh, Baltimore, then they got the, you know, they got the Rams, Tennessee, and Arizona, you know. So the 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 Bengals definitely do have the work cut out for them, you know, uh, going into you know coming into the season and. Then the preseason, they didn't look too. They didn't really look, look too hot, you know. I mean, that's the that's that's the practice season, though. Like this is that's literally we're all not even all the rookies. We're all the third strings, fourth strings, shit. Maybe even some of your scout offense wants to get it, uh, some some snaps in or something. Right. Like it's just so like I, I don't really I can't really say anything when it comes to preseason because it's it's preseason. It's like the. It's like the same thing with the next thing we're about to talk about. Who the fuck truly cares about 24-0 as a preseason? As a preseason record. Yeah, and the Ravens, the Ravens being the next team up, you know, next team up and stuff, though, you know, they had their, they had that, that streak snapped by the Washington Commanders. You know, and that's another thing about the Washington Commanders, though, you know, which we're going to talk about next. You know, they're, they're a team that they infamously, you know, enjoy breaking records, you know, and it's just like they're, they're another yeah. team. It's just like you know, you everybody will think, oh yeah, they don't have the roster for you know for like a you know going for like a deep playoff run because of who they have a quarterback or you know who they might have at you know in defense or you know offensive weaponry, weaponry and stuff. Though the Commanders, you know, they're a sneaky good team. If, you know, if you're not careful, they're a pretty sneaky good team. In fairness, it wasn't 
who they have. It was who they didn't have in the moment. Because, yeah, Chase Young getting injured, that was right. always a, a big step to him. And then, unfortunately, they were also semi-plagued with a couple of other injuries slash trades. He had the fucking... And they had the quarterback battles that they had always <laughs> kept trying to go through. And everybody knew who, you know, should have started. But then they'd re-go back to fucking... What was it? Wentz? Uh, what was it? Last year and the year prior to... Yeah, so it's just... The Commanders are one of those teams that, yeah, you said, like, are sneakily good, but it's one of those teams where, like, I feel like they low-key bite themselves. Um, like, they just kind of, like, chew on some average food, and then all of a sudden they bite the shit out of their tongue and just kind of falls off. Yeah. One of those type of things. Like, they, they have the ability to enjoy themselves and do well. They just keep fucking up. And, like, that, I mean, honestly, that's just a lot of NFL teams. Like, a lot of, it's like, because that's the NFL. Everybody has hella talent. Coach, as long as coaches and schemes do well, because in all honesty, that's how I see an NFL game uh, like really playing out. It shouldn't be okay. Yeah, um, our star players are about to you know just do everything. I mean, obviously that's play part of the game, but shit, Bill shut that down for a reason. Bill Belichick. If you have a star person, usually he's not doing well. Or like, uh-huh. just there's certain coaches and certain schemes that know how to do shit. And so like, I mean, the Commanders they have the, the possibility to do such a thing. It's just will they right and you know back in like i said you know with them having their 24 game uh you know 24 game preseason streak snapped by the by you know by the commanders you know it's still impressive for the ravens to actually go on a streak just like that you know and them always coming off to a hot you know a, a really good start during the season though too which also it does play a factor you know in a, you know in a sense because the ravens infamously their first couple games they, you know, they come, they come off, you know, come off to a three, four and zero start, you know. So it, you know, it was, it's just that good momentum builder, you know, for the Ravens and stuff, though. Especially with, uh, you know, with their new additions, you know, grabbing them, uh, you know, grabbing Odell Beckham, you know what I'm saying in the off season, and also Jadavian Clowney. They might have had to let go of Marcus Peters and stuff, though, and uh, you know, a couple other, you know, a couple other key players, though. But the Ravens had, they're always, they've always been another team that. They have really good weapons, but sometimes they shoot themselves in the foot. Literally. I mean, yes, yeah, as I just discussed, it's one, yeah, they're another one of those teams that they have the viable talent to be, to do well. It's just, yeah, as you said, they, they hurt themselves. They fuck up for themselves. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's one of those things that, like, they have, I mean, I would, I'd still consider him an, an elite-ish quarterback, Lamar. Yeah. Like, he's, he's not, he's not great. But he's definitely above good. Right. Like he, it's just honestly, you know, his uh, a, you know, him, his injuries, b, being able to hold on to the ball, and c, wanting to run it so much. Right. But I mean, at the same time, that's also what makes Lamar Lamar type shit. Right. So it's one of those like it's it's a what, what do they call it a fucking a, a dual or a fucking dual sided uh, sword or some shit? Yeah, where it's like he's hurting himself, but he's still trying to help the team. Right. And so, like, I feel like the Ravens this year, they might do they might do well as long as, yeah, they get their shit together. But, like, low-key, I kind of see either either them or the, or the Browns. I mean, probably the Browns. But either one of them being, like, in the bottom of our of our division this year. Nah, it's going to be the Steelers. But anyway, but, uh, you know, with the Ra- you know with the Ravens, uh, you know, them uh, their, their first five games and stuff, though, you know, starting off with Houston, you know, then, uh, you know, traveling to Cincinnati. Then you got Indy, you know, week three. Then you got Cleveland. Then they got Pittsburgh. So, you got three division, you know, you got three divisions, uh, divisional opponents in that first five weeks. So, 
the Ravens are definitely that's going to be another team that's going to have their work cut out for them and stuff though you know coming into the season and right now you know what I'm saying with uh with old you know like I said with their new key pieces and everything well you know is it going to be enough you know what I'm saying firepower for the Ravens because I mean they've proven to do some things even without you know so it's going to be interesting to see who they you know what they're going to do you know what John Harborough is going to call up though too you know so but uh you know look at look looking back into uh you know the Washington <laughs> Them coming off to a nice little, you know, three and zero preseason start. Them defeating the Ravens and stuff, you know. Them grabbing some momentum, is, you know. Them grabbing some momentum. The the Washington Commanders under Sam Howell, they ended up grabbing Jacoby Brissett. You know, they they've addressed a decent quarterback situation. They got some pretty, um, I'd say a well, Jacoby Brissett is a good addition. He he will be a good addition to the Washington Commanders. I'm not sure about Sam Howell. He looked pretty decent in the preseason though, but. He still has not, you know, proven anything yet to say, oh, yeah, Sam Howell's, you know, a really deserving QB1. You know, Jacoby Brissett, on the other hand, he's a journeyman, and he's shown, you know, time and time again that he can get the job done. He just doesn't have the clutch factor. So you're saying he's proven that he can't get the job done? No, I mean, he, he can, you're, depending on... You're saying he, he can work on the assembly line... But when it comes to, hey, we got this project for you, he he kind of shuts down. That's what you. That's what I'm semi hearing. Not he doesn't have. He doesn't have that that Tom Brady comeback clutch factor. Oh, he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily have that because he has those those get the game winning drives. He's one of the last last QBs in the league. However, he's one of those quarterbacks that would keep your team in the game. Oh yeah, no. So I. I do admit that yeah, he's a solid, um, a solid management quarterback. Like he can definitely help you drive the field. He can do this, that, and the third. It's just one of those things that, like, as you said, yeah, he's just in come clutch time when you need something to happen. Usually, unless you're the yeah the Giants or somebody else, or you got a for sure good ass running back, and you know you can give him the ball, or you know McCaffrey or something. But the, the commanders don't necessarily have that. They don't have that 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 running back or that one person that they know for a fact can get them those yards. So they need Jacoby to step up. And I don't know if you remember from last year, Gully, but Jacoby did step up as much as a lot of people would have liked for him to. Now, I'm not saying that he's not a good quarterback. I'm just stating that if it comes to them pretty much being a close game... It's been proven that in a close game he's gonna lose. So like, some of that, some of that's on the coaching from last year. Some of that's on the kicking from last year. So I can't blame it all on Jacoby. And some of it was on the defense, mm -hmm. and you know, at the same time too. You know, so it's just a, it's just a mixed bag of tricks of what what will happen for Jacoby Brissett when he gets in that, you know, when he gets in that situation. I feel like this could be, if he, if they do end up starting him, this would be a very good uh, year for redemption for him. Right. Because he's, he's a, he's a veteran quarterback and he's proven, yes, like I said, that he can start, that he can help the team out. It's just, he hasn't proven himself truly worthy, but he's proven himself. But he just hasn't proven himself worthy enough. But that's just how I see it. Yeah. And, you know, them, uh, you know, their first five weeks of, uh, you know, uh, for coming into the season, you know, kicking it off with uh, Arizona. Then, uh, you know, then you got Denver. Then you got followed up by Buffalo, Philly, and Chicago. 
So, you know, I mean, the the commanders, the commanders definitely have another it's another team that's gonna have a work cut out for them. Week one, that should be pretty that should be a, a pretty good matchup for them. You know, a good testing ground. But uh, you know, moving on into Denver, you know, that's gonna be a you know a different story. Buffalo is a you know another hungry team, though, so is Philly. And you know, and Chicago. So the Washington Commanders definitely definitely have a you know their work cut out for them, you know, uh you know, week one through week five. The, you know, now uh speaking of uh you know another team that has their work cut out cut out for them and stuff though, is the Indian <coughs> you, know, you, uh, you know we're talking about earlier. Anthony Richardson, you know, rookie quarterback. Now he's finally getting an official start and stuff, though. We're going to see how he works out, though, you know, because this first five weeks, he has some tough, you know, he's got some tough matchups, though, too. You know, breaking into, uh, you know, week one with uh, Jacksonville. You know, there's another, that's one team and their division opponent that they're going to have to, you know, try to get over that hump, though, too. You know, Anthony Richardson is definitely going to have to get used to playing the Jaguars to seeing Doug Peterson twice a year, you know. And it's already proven that the Colts don't do well in Duval. So Anthony Richardson definitely has a lot of a lot of hills to climb. Are you telling me the Florida quarterback might have issues in Florida? Is Colts, that what you the Colts infamously? The huh? Colts infamously? Not the Colts. The Florida quarterback. I'm not talking about the Colts. I'm saying, listen, when it comes to, I feel like we might low-key be pleasantly surprised, but only in the fact of, or terms of him. I feel like, like, we've all seen in the combine, and we've all seen on film, he can do really well. It's going to come down to the Colts. I think, you're also forgetting, bro, the Jags, didn't Jags make playoffs? Yeah. Didn't Jags do pretty, yeah. they did pretty they well. Got, yeah, that's, a, that's what I said. Anthony Richardson has a has a huge hill to climb. So I'm saying, so like, it's, it's one of those things that like, unfortunately, you're, yes, you're not wrong. It's one of those things like, the, they're at the culture at the very bottom of that hill with several weights and a sled. Mm-hmm. So like, they have to, they, they have, yes, they, they have their work cut out. But it's one of those things, like, honestly, over the, over the years, it's not going to happen this year. I'll be honest, it's just not going to happen this year. But over the years, once they start making some act, more acquisitions about uh, with their line, with their defense, and with some uh, you know tight ends and then some more uh, receivers, they might low key get back into that you know Peyton Manning era of the Colts being a legit prom yeah. for, for the NFL. Yeah, like they have that type of potential. It's just they're not there. Like they have a lot of good key pieces. I mean, they just need to pay certain people a and b. They just need to stop being stupid. Yep. But you know that's. Psh, I can't tell a team what to do. Like you can't tell a team, you know, hey, keep this star running back. You can't tell a team, you know, hey, let's go sign this dude. They, they can do what they want to do. Right. And you know, you know, yeah, like, yeah, like, just like you said though, you know, and like we said, the Colts definitely do have their, you know, work cut out for them and stuff though, you know. And you know, week two, let's talk about a, you know, week two matchup and stuff though. Him against uh, C.J. Stroud, you know. Rookie against rookie and stuff, though. So that's going to be a nice little matchup for, uh, you know, for the Colts. And them them being, uh, you know, divisional opponents. So you got back-to-back divisional opponents and stuff, though, that they face week one and week two. Then follow with Baltimore. So that's going to be another test, for you know, for the Colts. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, you know, followed by, you know, the Rams. Then, uh, you know, you, then you got Tennessee. So the the first five games for the Colts, so they're going to have, uh, they're going to have some a huge hill to climb. You know, because all of these teams that they're, you know, that they're going to be facing for week one, week five, 
Ooh, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for him though. But uh, you know, another one, uh, another one though. Uh, <coughs> now the Lions, on the other hand, last year they looked really good. This year they've addressed, you know, they've let some people go. They've uh, you know added a few people. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, you know, uh, you know he's gonna be RB one and stuff though. DeAndre Swift had you know ended up going to the Eagles. So now the the Lions they put they've addressed some key pieces. Their offense. They, their offense is proven to fight. Jared Goff last year and coming into the preseason and stuff, though, he has been he has been really molding with this team. You know, he's been really stepping up and seeing. You know, we now we're starting to see the flashes of birdies of Jared Goff and when he was when he was with the Rams when he had that good stint with them. He's not a bad quarterback. It's just a system. You know, he needs to get comfortable with the system. And we now we're starting to see that now. And with the Detroit Lions, you know, coming into the season, being, you know, favorite, what, maybe first or second for, you know, for the NFC, uh, for the NFC North, they look pretty decent in the preseason, 2-1. and one. They look pretty good. Did their first five games, you know, first, the first one, you got KC, you got a Super Bowl, you got a, the Super Bowl champs. Then, you know, then you go uh, moving on to Seattle, Atlanta, Green Bay. Then you also, you know, then you also have the Rams, though, too. So... That's going to be, you know, that's going to be a tough little stretch for Detroit. I mean, you're not wrong. I feel like Detroit's one of those teams that, like, yeah, golf definitely proved the fuck out of himself. I, I ate my words, admittedly. I thought it was one of those trades when, you know, Matt Stafford went there. I was like, aha, the Rams got the best deal, you know, this, that, and the third. But golf really, it seemed like, took that shit personally. Yeah. And, like, I'm proud of him for that. He really, yeah, he, he did his fucking thing. Even when they was down and out, he didn't give up. Yeah, they, it's like, it was like watching a fucking Rocky movie. Mm-hmm. Like, they would just, yeah, just getting fucking, yeah, yeah. Taking haymaker after haymaker. Come fucking second, uh, the second half, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they score 35 points. And it was like, what the, f- what the fuck? Yeah. And the defense stepping the fuck up, but they, they're, um, what's, what is it, a- uh, Hutchinson? Yeah, AJ Hutchinson. Or Hutchinson, yeah, bro. Great, yeah, great pick for him. Right, he'll be—he's yeah. gonna be tearing it up for them for a fat minute. Like they—that's—it's been proven honestly that you really need at least a a good rusher, and they're gonna need to work on their secondary as well. Right. I'm also unfortunately a firm believer in sophomore slumps. Yeah. That being said, do you think do you think Amon Ra will still be able to have the same amount of success as he did last year? I believe I believe so. It you know with with uh you know with the injuries that he did have and stuff though they weren't as significant as a Cooper Cup type. You know what I'm saying? Amara St. Brown, you know he, he started getting on the he started getting on this uh another level with um you know getting comfortable as being a wide receiver one. You know once Jared Goff because that Jared Goff and that Amara St. Brown chemistry. You know, that's that's another, you know, that's another duo in the league. I'm going to say that I, the, it's putting the league on notice. It's slowly but surely putting the league on notice and stuff, though. You know, because I'm a Frost St. Brown. He's one of those. Uh, he's, he's a good he's a good breakout player, you know, and it's going to it's going to prove again if Jared Goff really does. You know what I'm saying? If, you know, through the season, how he's going to, you know, how he's going to connect with them. Once he connects with them and stuff, though, it's money. So, as I said, I'm a firm believer in sophomore slumps. I hope that that is the way it happens, though. That I hope you're correct. I hope that it, you know, everything goes smooth with them. But now you got to look at it as 
So that was a whole new connection. That whole year, that was a whole new. J- Amen Ra came out of nowhere. Everybody's like, oh shit. Like, Amen Ra, Amen. Like, so, like, coaches, they only had a select amount of time to to try to figure out Amen Ra. And he's a very smart route runner. Like, even he doesn't right. even run certain routes, he'll run his own route to ensure that it's like he goes to an open area. So, I give him kudos for that. But now, coaches have had a whole year. Defenses have had a whole year to study that, like, okay, we noticed that this is what he likes to do when we're set up in this type of shit. We're, okay, he likes to do this when we're this. He might still be able to find, you know, the holes and the niches and the little, you know, and the areas and the, and the you know, the ninks and the, or the, you know, the kinks and the, the fucking the armor and shit for the defenses. Uh-huh. But it's, I feel like, going to be drastically more difficult because, like I said, teams now have more film on it. It's like, this will, this will honestly, to me, be a, a lot more of a proving year for the, the Lions than last year was. Like, Lions last year, like, that was like a, that was like a wake-up call. Like, like, you went to the zoo and for some reason... Yeah, here come the Lions start ro- roaring out of their fucking cage. Was, yeah, like, the, like the, the zookeepers fucked up and pressed the button and yeah, they, they're, they're loose. Yeah. But now, we'll see if, you know, if they remained roaming and took over or if, you know, they end up getting back in the cage. Mm-hmm. This edge, as you said, and they got a difficult little, you know, it's yeah, gonna be a nice little yeah. set for them. Yeah, and another, uh, you know, another team, though, you know, uh, I'm excited to see though too. <coughs> you know, now they're they're gonna be another team that's just gonna be definitely hungry for another playoff race. You know, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, they, you know, they always come off to a good start. Then they, you know, kind of like. Uh, go on cruise control for a hot second then they pick it right back up then they just you know kind of die off you know in this in a sense and we we've seen that a couple times we've seen that a couple times though but don't get me wrong the bills have been solid and they've have been a team to you know actually contend in the AFC now looking into you know their division opponent who they're facing week one you got the New York Jets you know a new New York Jets with Aaron Rodgers you know what I'm saying Dalvin Cook and, you know, still some of the same weapons that they do have, you know, from offense and the defense, though, too. You know, in the, the Jets, you know what I'm saying? They're a team that you just can't sleep on. You know, so are the Bills. You can't sleep on them, too. You know, you, you can't sleep on them, too. Them without, the Bills without Von Miller, you know what I'm saying? Because he's going to be, you know, he's going to be starting off in the pup list, you know. Them, you know, them having to uh, switch up their defensive, uh, you know, defensive coordinator and stuff, though. The Bills are going to be another team that they could be, they could go either way. They could really truly go either way. In week one, that's going to, you know, they're going to have a, you know, uh, I would say a tough hill to climb. You know, so does Aaron Rodgers. You know, their divisional opponent and stuff, though. You know, so that's going to be tough for them. Then you got week two against the Raiders. Then you got, you know, followed up by Washington. You got Miami. Then you got Jacksonville. The Bills always start off to a good start. And I wouldn't be surprised if they come off to, you know, a really, really good start, though. You know, but it's just really depending on how Josh Allen's going to play and how the defense is going to play and what Sean McDermott is going to be calling up. So, admittedly, I low-key feel bad for the Bills. I like the Bills. But they're one of those teams that, like, it's like, you you ever been in a track race and you try to race somebody, and there's always those, like, 
two kids you could never beat, but you was you was always able to beat everybody else. Yeah. That's how I feel like the Bills are. Like they're yeah. they're they're not they're really they're really really fucking good. They're just unfortunately not the best. Not the not got good enough. Yeah, that like it, and it just whether it's due to the you know the 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 start of the game, the end of the game, or just just being you know out out touchdown. It's just it's one of those things that like they just they can't do just enough. Right. They always get beat. Without doing like they they do a lot, but they can never do just enough. Yeah, like it's it's one of those things that like that's even happened to them in the past. Cause how many Super Bowls do they have? Been a f- four Super Bowl trips and empty. Cause they couldn't do just enough. Yep. By missing field goals, I thought like it's just one of those things that like Bill Bills fans are just they've seen time and time again that like. We're not ass. We're, we can be really good. We can be pretty fucking good. Why can't we be great? Yeah. And it's just one of those. Yeah. It's yeah. It's just getting getting over that hump. Literally, and it's it, it's admittedly it's really fucking difficult because with players, yeah, like Patty, with player, honestly, there's I mean, Joe Patty. Burr, yeah. Like it's it's really it's really just Patty. Like that's that's the Superman right there. Right. Like, there's no nobody for some reason found some kryptonite. Even if they found kryptonite by injuring him. He went ahead and kind of like brush it off, like ah, like Ugh. yeah. He said, "Get that shit off me, like Ugh. right." Like it's it's just one of those. So like the Bills, like they're Bills Mafia. Everybody, everybody loves the Bills. Like they're just, they're hella yeah, they're, they're hella fiery about it. It's just yeah, yeah. They just and then with the Vaughn thing coming right now, I don't know. But like this will be a, I feel like a very testing year for them as well, due to the fact that yeah, Diggs uh, exclaiming, you know, he wants he wants out. I mean, I know Josh is tired of losing. I know the running back situation is a little different than it was last year and like right. years prior to. Mm-hmm. So we'll then yeah, the defense isn't. I don't want to say they're not. They're not. They're really. They're still really good. Yeah, they so got like, good key pieces. They good. They they make good stops. You know, they they do play as a good unit. You know, it's just. Blown coverages, you know, and they have some, you know, they're playing against some pretty good, smart offensive minds, you know. So, you know, it's it's a good chess, you know. They they play a good chess match against the the Buffalo defense, which is why I said that's that's why it comes down to to coaching and like honestly, coaching and kind of star players, but like really coaching because like if you honestly, if once Patty's done playing football, he's probably gonna go coach. Like he he's luckily one of those that like he can incorporate anything he wants. But like other coaches and shit, like yeah, if you if you gotta keep going back and forth with the Bills, it's one of those yeah, they, you gotta force them to have a blown coverage or hey, you know we're about to do this or we you know they we notice you know in this third and two or this third and three they like to run this coverage. Well fuck it, we'll we'll try to do this. Oh shit, it worked. Just shit like that. Right. Like it's, so it's one of those yeah, as you said, chess matches and they just unfortunately keep at the last second not doing enough. Yep. So it's just. I don't know, man. This is. I feel like the the Bills are gonna have another Bills year. Like they're gonna keep doing what they're doing. They're gonna they're gonna dominate most of the NFL. Josh is gonna do what he usually does. Yeah. Diggs is still gonna eat. Defense is still gonna do what they do. Yeah. And I'm, you know, and I'm also some, I'm also gonna you know I'm also excited to see how James Cook uh, is gonna be doing this year though too. Oh yeah. You no, know, for his second year. Yep. Well, because like, his first year admittedly was a little lackluster, but he was also in like what like a, he was like the third running back and like, yeah. by committee. 
And so, like, it's kind of hard to do that when mainly they were running with Singletary, who, like, like he kind of, he did okay, but, like, it was one of those, like, they let him go for a reason type right. shit. It's like, they're, they're trying to address the running back situation, you know, they're, so, like, I, I, I kind of hope that, yeah, he, he's, like, a, a younger version of Dalvin, which, I mean, obviously he is, but, like, I'm hoping that that's what he can actually produce type right. shit. Like, when Dalvin actually did really well with the Vikings, because if he can do that, Oh, it's going to be curtains. Yeah. Like, that's, because that's, yeah, it's going to be nice. Mm-hmm. You know, and another team, though, you know, I, I'm going to say there's going to be, they're, they're still, they're still going to be nice, though, but their, their season is going to be, it's going to be a mixed bag of tricks. <laughs> now, the Eagles going on to a Super Bowl run last year. Everybody, it turned everybody's heads. You know, Nick Serini won his third year. You know, Jalen Hurst in his third year and stuff, though. You know, the Eagles really have made a statement in the NFL that they're a powerhouse team, and they can be a powerhouse team. You know, preseason, okay, they didn't look they didn't look so hot in the preseason, though. 0-2-1, they didn't look too damn good. Now, you're getting into the, se- you know, the actual season and stuff, though. Jalen Hurts got a nice little contract last, you know, last year and stuff, though. He was in this bag of tricks last year. One of the highest paid quarterbacks, you know, in the league now. Now it's time to prove it again because last year they had the, you know, they had the easiest schedule. This year they have the toughest schedule. So it's not too much of a change of what they really truly had looking into their first five weeks. But at the same time, too, anybody could come out of anybody could come out of the woodwork. You know, now their week one against New England, you know. Bill is a defensive mastermind. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like Jalen might have, you know, he might have some problems with the Buffalo defense. I mean, not Buffalo, uh, you know, New England defense and stuff, though. Then you got Minnesota. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, look, Kirk Cousins, we know Kirk Cousins is not good on Monday night. You know, so that might be an easy win for the, you know, for the for the Eagles again. You know, so that might be a gimme, a gimme win for him, though, unless Kirk Cousins really gets his head out of his ass. You know, then you got te- you know you got the Tampa Bay under Baker Mayfield, who is also another team that's going to be pretty hungry. You know, then you got the Washington Commanders, who who, who have shown that they could they can ruin streaks. You know what I'm saying? They could be that upset team. Then you got the you know the Los Angeles Rams. You know what I'm saying? Who also who we're, who we're going to talk about? Who's been meh? this season because they cashed out and won their Super Bowl and stuff though. Now they're, you know, facing the, pretty much the, the consequences of that, you know what I'm saying, in their later years. But the Eagles on the other hand though too, with some of, you know, with some of their moves that they made between, you know, offense, defense, some, you know, some coaching, you know, some coaches uh, left to go to coach at other teams and everything though. How is that going to, you know what I'm saying, how is it going to pan out for the Eagles coming into this season? I mean... So I, I feel like it's, they they're not really gonna have the same year as they had last year, obviously, because they, they were what was it, like fifteen and one, sixteen and one. Yeah, fifteen and one. So I'm saying so like I don't think it's gonna be that easy this year. They might suffer. I feel like up to five losses, but all that does, like in my eyes, I would much rather a team take some L's as opposed to keep winning the entire time, because it doesn't. I mean, obviously, at that professional level, you would hope that there's never a sense of complacency, especially with just always winning. But 
usually anybody that takes an L, that shit stings. Yes. Especially if it's A, a close game, B, a divisional game, mm-hmm. or C, all of the above. Yep. It's one of those, so like, it's just, just kind of one of those like, damn, we really could have had that shit. As opposed to like, maybe, they're, they're not the type of team that's going to get blown out. So they, they can't, that's not going to happen. They can't be like, wow, yeah, we really just got outworked, like, blah, blah, this, that, third. The Eagles are also one of those teams that, I don't know why this is new news, but if you have a really good offensive line, your team's going to do really well. Did, yeah. did you did you know that, Gully? Yeah. You, oh, you, oh, my God. Yeah. So it's not, okay, I'm just, I didn't know if other everybody else knew, because, like, it seems like not every NFL coach knows or, like, or, you know, team, right? It's just... It seems like I don't know where the fuck they got them from, but like these are some like steroided powerlifting fucking rugby players. Like I feel like those are the type of players you see on like taking on you know like on those like little rugby commercials pulling a fucking like Indy 500 car behind them just because they because they got the strength to do so. It's one of those things that like I really enjoy seeing when they have to play like if it's third and one, especially fourth and one. Yeah. They're. They're the true definition of smash mouth football. Yeah. When it comes to that right shooting in, sneak. Right. Get right into the dirt. Like way. every no I'm pretty sure even Adamican had an issue with it. It's one of those things that like it's <coughs> really hard to to just off the ball do that, let alone as a collaboration come together. And like that little three man unit right there, that center guard combo, bro. I give the I give the Eagles mad kudos for that shit. Yeah, like they and then obviously yeah, the tackles they do really well as well. So it's just they their whole line is really good. On top of yes, Jalen getting paid and doing really well. On top yeah, of, and then you got you know AJ Brown, a fucking man amongst yes, but and on top of fucking uh, Devontae Smith, right? Which he's he fucking pops off. Yeah. So like, and then the defense like it's just it's yeah. one of those things that like. What the fuck can't they do? Right. Granted, I mean, so they don't have Miles Sanders, but I feel like was Miles that is he that good of a running back to where it's gonna like matter? I mean, DeAndre Swift is just as good. So I'm saying, so you like, know, so they, so if anything, they had a they had a little upgrade. You know, I mean, Miles Sanders was he was good. You know what I'm saying? But like, you know, I mean, Swift is a little bit better. He's a little bit shiftier. You know what I'm saying? He will fit. That e that that eagle scheme, right. you know what I'm saying? Of playing fast, you know. Jalen Hurst is fast. He's you know he's running like a a fucking four 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 five. You know right. what I'm saying? Like you know, look at Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. Those are fucking studs. You know what I'm saying? So it is they're they're they'll be okay, you know. But it's just going to be their first five weeks. It's going to be that testing ground of. You know how the Eagles are really going to pan out? Are they going to go off to another five and zero start, or are they going to be just be botchy and go maybe two and three? You know, it really depends on how they play, how the coaching on both sides of the ball, how that pans out, and how the other team, you know, the opposing team, how they, you know, handle their pieces. You know, so it, yeah, it's just going to be one of those. You know, football is just one of those games. It's like a game of chess. You know, you just got to move your pieces in the correct, you know, in the in the correct ways. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm telling you, I'm like, but it's also like Mike Tyson said. Everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. It's one of those things, like I said, once it's like third and one, anything hella short, that's an immediate like unguarded hook to the face or uppercut. You just, yep. 
you unfortunately have to eat that. They're going to get that. It, it's just, it's just one of those things. Like it's been proven time and time again. You can watch all the film. They're not. Nobody's stopping that. So you have to stop them yet yeah, before everything else happens. Uh-huh. So yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be a nice testing ground for the Eagles this year. I feel like yeah. we'll really have to see what happens for them. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, everybody, uh, don't go nowhere. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. We got some more music for y'all though, and we got a uh, you know. Coming up next, we, uh, you know, got uh, NFC, you know, on the West Coast and everything, no man. So y'all stay tuned to that. Don't go nowhere. Peace.